This is the Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 286. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist Colored Pencil Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. So we're down to the wire. We're nearly to close out 2020 and head into 2021. Like every year, I'm excited about the brand new year. I'm always uh, kind of that person that just gets excited about new possibilities and what is possible for the brand new year. I felt like that last year, but I feel like that again this year. But today I wanted to talk to you about something that I've encountered recently uh, a few times in a couple of drawings, a few drawings, I guess. And I wanted to share with you how to solve this particular problem that I've encountered. Now, I released a video about this very thing over in Member Circle, part of Monthly Sharpener, and I called it Correcting a Problem Using Solvent. Uh, there are a number of colored pencil artists that don't use solvent, and I don't use it a lot. I don't use it just, you know, I'm not, it's not part of the process that I'm just using it constantly most of the time whenever I'm completing a piece. But it is a tool. I know how to use it. And it speeds up the process sometimes. And sometimes it is a method for protecting the tooth. And then there are some rare times where it can behave like an eraser. It can remove a problem and get you back to a point in the drawing where you can start over. Now, if you've been around colored pencil for very long at all, then you know it's very difficult to erase anything in colored pencil, especially if you compare that to graphite. If you're drawing a graphite and then you come to colored pencil, you realize pretty quickly that, oh my, there, there is no delete key. There's no backspace. It's hard to erase. So there are a number of things that you can do. And one of those things that I don't feel like it's talked about a whole lot, I don't say a whole lot about it either, but I did release this video and I did talk about it here. And I showed the problem that I've encountered, and I'm going to walk through that with you very quickly here on this audio show. And then I'm going to talk about the solution with using solvent. So I was working on a portrait, and so I'm showing this portrait over there in a member circle, and I'm nearly done with it. I'm very, very close. The skin tones on the face, it's a profile view of this uh, particular girl, and there is uh, just a number of layers that have been built up on the face, so now the skin tone is where I want it to be. But then this is something that has occurred on a non-absorbent paper, so I'm on UART 800 grit paper, and this is, I'll explain what happened. This has also happened to me on um, Clairefontaine pastel mat before as well. So here's what happens. You start building up these layers and mixing Derwent light fast, luminance, and polychromosis way down below. Uh, that's one of the first things that I start out with on sanded paper. But then I, I move on to wax-based pencils typically. And when you start 
adding and mixing these two together, Derwent Lightfast and the uh, Luminance Pencils by Karandash, sometimes what will occur is this, this little film. And when you start to press another layer of pencil on top and you're pushing hard enough for it, you're, you're actually burnishing at this point. You're pressing uh, just hard enough for the pencil to adhere to the, to the surface. But it doesn't adhere very evenly and it starts to dig into the layer that's underneath it. And I don't know what you want to call this. You can look at it on the video if you're over there in member circle. But there's sort of this dust that occurs. That's usually what I refer to it as. And when that happens, there, there's really no way to get that particular pencil color to adhere to that surface. You can start to press harder, but when you press harder, you will dig up that layer just underneath what you've already drawn. Now, sometimes that's a benefit. You know, if you're working in the eyes and you want another layer of something and a different, you're shifting something back in a different color direction, maybe with, I don't know, the iris, you're wanting to put a different color in there, then you can press harder and you can get that color to adhere to that surface where you want it. Sometimes that's what you want to do. But when you're talking about a skin tone and you're creating a gradation in a value from a dark value to a light value and you're in a mid-range area there, you don't you only want to influence the top layer. You only want to uh, make a hint at a different subtle, very very subtle and subdued uh, value, then it becomes a problem because if it doesn't adhere, then you're not going to be able to do anything. And if you've arrived at that situation and you're, you look at it and you're like, ah, I'm still not done though. I need to curve this. I need to add another layer of pencil and it's not taking it. And if I press down harder, then it's going to scrape up the layer of pencil that I just put down. So I, ho I hope you're with me here. So trying to get this pencil layer to adhere to the surface, it's not working. Now, you can press harder, you can get it to adhere, but it will uh, adhere in a very uh, splotchy and very blotchy kind of way. It will adhere, it'll be like a hit and miss. It will go down, but not evenly and not in the spots that you want. It will, you know, if, <laughs> if what you want is to create something that, uh, you know, looks like someone needs a visit to the dermatologist, then maybe, you know, maybe that's a good thing. But that's typically not what we want, right? We want a smooth gradation. We want a smooth transition on a cheek. Okay, that's exactly where it happened to me this, this uh, last time. It was on a cheek. So, here's what I did. This is something you can do. Grab your solvent. I used um, a solvent, and it really doesn't matter. I mean, you could, you could use a number of different odorless mineral spirits to be able to uh, do is essentially what I did, the very, very same thing that I did. So, don't get caught up on the product. It, it really doesn't matter. Uh, you could probably get by even with using alcohol. The point is, if you use a solvent, then a solvent has a way of mixing down 
the layers of pigment that you already have down and uh, what it does is it will mix it and it will move it around. It'll make it pliable. And it works especially if you've got a large buildup of pencil layers or pigment. So I use Gamsel by Gamblin. And it's, you know, it it's such a great product. That's one I highly recommend. But like I said, you could use any odorless mineral spirit. All right. So I started applying that. And as you apply it, what you'll want to do is you'll want to dip your, and I use a flat brush, a very soft uh, flat brush for this particular technique that I'm talking to you about. And I will dip it into the solvent. And then I will tap it, and I'll press uh, the bristles uh, against a hard surface, and then maybe press the bristles uh, against a paper towel or something like that, so that I don't have just a huge amount inside the brush. And then when I apply it, I will use some sweeping motions to get that solvent to to uh, destroy all the binders and the pigment and anything else that helps that layer of pencil to adhere and to stay in the form that it's in. And so essentially what I'm doing, say I've got four or five, maybe 10 layers of pencils, then what I'm doing is I'm blending and I'm mixing all of those layers together and I'm spreading them out. By doing that, then I've eradicated that problem. Sort of like a big eraser. I've just taken that problem and I've mixed it with all of those colors. And then I can start over, not at the very beginning, but I can start over in that area to shift the value structure or the color or both, if that's what I'm doing, in a direction that I want. This works really, really well. And if you've not tried it, I highly recommend doing that. So, um, by the way, I'm nearly done with this portrait. I'm so excited about this portrait. This is a Caucasian young female, reddish colored hair, very, very faint, faint skin. So, uh, you would look at it and you would say, oh, that's white skin. You know, it's just barely a little hint of peach or pink in the lightest parts of the skin. And then uh, there's a, a really dark, deep shadow area on the side of the face. It's a profile view, like I said, using some of those new luminance pencils. And then the background uh, is this blue color. Very excited about it. But I was a little distraught when I had this problem. And I was thinking to myself, oh boy, here we go. What am I going to do? And then I remembered that I had had this problem happen before. And I knew how it, I, I know how it occurs. I know what gets me there as well. And I know how to correct it now as well. The first time I really panicked. Um, and I tested on a separate sheet of paper and figured out how to um, get rid of that problem. Now, one thing that's kind of cool about this is the more that, you know, you build up pigment layers, you know, somebody says, Somebody said this to me actually. Um, well, why don't why why do you go that far? Why why do you do it where um, you know you've got this big buildup and then you're in that situation where you've kind of you know backed yourself into a corner and then you have to erase? Why do you do that? 
Well, the reason I do that, um, and I think it's a good good thing to do, yeah, uh, not to get yourself in that in that pickle in the first place, but to build up all those layers. Um, and I'll get it right eventually, where I will uh, probably anticipate that it's going to happen. Although it doesn't happen at the same time every time, so it's kind of hard to predict. But what happens is uh, I like to draw uh, fairly intuitive. You know, there's there's a method involved a little bit, but it's more about uh, the look that you're going for and the exact value structure that you're uh, trying to accomplish. And then the colors that you're that you're wanting as well. Uh, so there there is a, a method to the madness, but the reason why I'm building up so many layers is because I'm wanting to have this complete saturated look where I can't see the tooth of the paper. Like I'm on UART, okay. Now if you've used UART sanded paper, um, you know that there are these these vertical marks on the paper and if you work in this way you will eliminate those vertical uh, marks in the tooth of the paper and you won't see them at all so that's my reason for doing this for building up that much pigment layer because i want i want to get rid of all of those uh, textural marks of the paper there's nothing wrong with it showing through but so um, I like the look of not having those there. And some people, you know, prefer that. And I kind of like it myself as well. I have drawn uh, where I do leave the vertical marks on the paper. But I like it to uh, look like there isn't any as well. And, and you look at it and you wonder. You can look at that surface and you look at the, the drawing, the painting, by the time it's all the way done. And some people have wondered, what you know, what is that done on? I can't even tell. I, I, I'm looking at it, and I don't know what surface you drew this on. And by the time you're done on a sanded surface, it looks just like an oil painting or, you know, a, a, an acrylic or something. And the reason for that is because you can have full, just this rich saturation on the surface. But then at the same time, you can also remove or get rid of all of that tooth, like I mentioned, when you keep going and you keep adding more and more pigment. So you've got this mass buildup of pigment. And what happens is you burnish everything. So if you have your light reflecting off the surface in just the right way, you can see a strong reflection of uh, this wax layer that is so smooth now because it's burnished. And it's reflecting the light back to you. Now, that totally goes away when you spray it with your UV-protected uh, layer at the very end. And so I'm not worried about that. I'm going to use Lascal um, UV spray to protect it when I'm finally done. And then that shine, that sheen, will entirely go, it'll go away. So I'll be left with like this matte kind of finish. and it. You know, it has a very nice uh, look to it. But while you're working on it, and when you get to that point where you're burnishing, it will still accept layers, surprisingly. It will still accept layers, but you can also tell that there is there is a limit, and you've got to press even harder, and then there is, there is a limit, and you're not going to be able to adhere much more to the surface. 
I haven't really reached that. I've not been able to reach that limit yet. But but I know if I if I kept going, there would be a limit. And I've been wanting to test that part of it out on a, a separate sheet of paper uh, and just take a, a UART 800 grit and just keep layering and layering and see just how many layers I can get on top of that surface before it just, um, I don't know, just couldn't do it anymore. Um, but anyway, so I hope that that helps give that a shot. If you've not tried it yet, when you, when you get to that problem where you are, and I'll explain that one last time, you're adding a new layer. And as you, uh, push that layer on the pigment that you've already laid down, it begins to create some residue. It's lifting up something that's underneath it. And that's not what you intended. And the current color that you're trying to put down is not adhering to the paper very well. But when you press slightly harder, hard enough to make it adhere, it's scraping up the layer that's underneath it. Apply your solvent, spread it out in that area a little bit. It will mix down all those layers into one base coat layer. So the color will stay very, very neutral. And then let it dry go back over it with more pencil layers and it will take a ton of more pencil layers after that so it's like starting over in that area and it, it's just so liberating it's so exciting when you know that you've got like this other method for erasing or eradicating a problem and getting it back to a point where you can work with it again all right hope that was helpful and if you have any questions about that let me know you can comment in the show notes sharpenedartist.com slash podcast this is a weekly show it comes out every monday at 3 a.m appreciate you listening if you like the show do me a favor tell someone else about the show or leave me a rating and or a review i would really appreciate that and i'll see you next week and until then stay sharp bye-bye thanks for listening to this week's episode all the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com